Hello and welcome to Life with Frenzy podcast, a place where you will find all kinds of conversation like mental health, self-love, self-care, trauma, hobbies, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a, a great community where we support one another uh, in personal and business life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get the show started. So in today's episode, I'm going to try to keep it together, but I'm here recording in my car, so I'm having a hard time looking at myself in the car. <laughs> but that shows you that you can do podcasting from anywhere. So I am, I explain it for the people that can't see it on YouTube. Uh, so anyways, today's episode, I have the pleasure to talk to Paula. And she's going to be talking to us about emotional eating. I am so down with that conversation because I am an emotional eater. So this is going to help me a lot. I hope it uh, helps you as well. Uh, I met Paula through Women in Podcasting Community. It's an awesome community for podcasters as a host and podcast guests to share the expertise and meet one another. So if you want to check it out, it's a Woman in Podcasting Facebook group. And you can also check out her uh, Jennifer Hensel uh the Elevate You Mastermind that where she helps you monetize your podcast at uh, womaninpodcasting.net slash frenzy. Anyways, let's get the show started. So uh, hi, Paula. Uh, what is life with you? Hi, Francie. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I love that you're doing this from your car. You're, <laughs> you're right. Podcasting can happen from anywhere in your closet, anywhere, right? So, yeah. So uh, life with me. Well, I used to be an emotional eater. I actually think once an emotional eater, always emotional eater. It just doesn't rule my life anymore like it used okay. to. Yeah. So because it's um, you can't give up food. You have to eat to live. It's just the way it is. So um, whereas other types of addictions, you can um, you can stop doing it. You can stop smoking cigarettes or whatever, and you can stop drinking alcohol. You don't have to have those to survive, but you have to have food. So some women who, um, I, I coach women, but um, men also, and um, people who are non-binary also have food struggles, you know? Um, and for some people, it really consumes their lives and their brains 24 seven. And that's where I used to be at. So my life now, though, is only a little bit consumed. Um, I have to be honest, like I found myself the past week, I was having a lot of, I was having some friendship struggles with three different friends, somehow oh. just showed up in my life all in the yeah. same, same week, you know, those things happen. And I got really stressed. And I found myself I was like, Oh, you're eating chocolate, like nonstop every day. Hello. So <laughs> So I had to like have a little conversation with myself, do some work around like, okay, what's up with me emotionally and, you know, around this and how can I bring some soothing to myself instead of soothing myself with chocolate. So I was able to do that because I've been able to figure out the tools and supports I need. And then I was able to not let it keep going on for, you know, weeks and weeks and it becomes months and months and then years and years. And so um, so that's just a full, honest disclosure. And my journey about 16 years ago is when I started transforming. I basically started emotionally eating. 
I think, Francie, when I was in sixth grade, really. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, that's the tricky time for people. And like, you're starting to go through puberty and, you know, that type of thing. And um, there just wasn't fully the type of support I needed emotionally for whatever reason in my family. And um, so I started turning to food and the weight started coming on. And as the years went on, it just got more and more and more. And I'm telling you, Ben and Jerry's ice cream and I, we were like best friends. (laughs) So good. So as time went on, I just started getting more and more unhappy with myself. Like I know, you know, you talk about self-love and I was not loving myself at all in any way. I was constantly emotionally beating myself up like nonstop in my brain all the time. Like from the second I woke up or if I woke up in the middle of the night, it was already going. Um, and, and, and the way I was taking care of myself, quote unquote, taking care of myself was eating and soothing myself with food. So I just got to a point where I was emotionally really low, not loving myself. And so, you know, that impacts, that's mental health. Like if you're not feeling good about your wellness, you're not, you know, mentally and emotionally, it's mental health. So it got to a point where I was like, I don't know what to do, though. I thought it was about the food. Like, you know, I was like, I tried this diet and that diet. And I took this whole this category of food out of my house. And and I just didn't know what to do. I tried a traditional talk therapy, which can be very helpful. It was not helping me with my relationship with food. And um, and it got to a point, I was just like, well, this is the way it's going to be. <laughs> and But luckily, a friend of mine took a risk. And one day when we were out for a walk, she said to me, she's like, Paul, I'm really worried about you. You just seem like you're getting more and more unhappy and you're putting on more and more weight. I could have gotten really pissed off at her and really mad, right? But I took a deep breath and I thought about it and I was like, well, first of all, I was a little shocked because I didn't think anybody could tell because I was trying to fool myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I was like, okay, might as well be honest here. So that was like my first yes to me. That's what I call it. A yes to you or a yes to me where I said, yeah, you're right. And I have no idea what to do. She didn't know what I should do either, but it just sort of opened the possibilities and the doors for change. And so a few weeks later, a different friend who was enrolled in a course called the Healers Program, she said, hey, we need some pretend clients. You want to come? I knew I had something to do with food, but I didn't really know what. And I was like, sure, I'll try anything. Mm-hmm. And, and I went and her mentor, his name's Tom Monty. Um, he doesn't offer that course anymore, but he was amazing. Like he knew like essentially nothing about me. And really quickly though, he knew a lot about me. Um, And I was like, whatever this guy knows and knows how to do, I'm in because I felt the hope. And that's the thing is a lot of times when we're trying to make changes around our food or our relationship to our food, which is really about our emotions, we lose the hope. We lose the hope of possibility because we've tried and we fail and we try and we fail. And it's not true for everybody. So, you know, 
but a lot of times it, this is sort of what I've heard over and over. So it wasn't like just me. It's like, you tried something, it failed. You try a diet, it failed. You tried exercising, it failed. Like it just, you know, Francie's shaking her head. Yes. For those who can't see. So yeah. guess, <laughs> can you relate to that or? Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, so you, you get hopeless. And so I felt hope with this mentor and I was like I'm in and I signed up for his one-year program and I ended up doing two like going into his second part of the program which is second year and over the first year he just really held the container and it wasn't a program for emotional eaters it was called healers program so it was about healing learning about how to food wellness and emotional wellness, but you really a lot around the emotional wellness part. And it was for people to potentially use if they wanted in the future with clients. I, at that point was an elementary school teacher. I had no vision of anything else except for elementary school teaching. And I had the vision of feeling better for myself. So that's why I signed up and he just held this container of support and guidance and pushing in the right directions ever so gently and sometimes not so gentle, <laughs> but lovingly to make me get back in touch with myself and start having some compassion for myself and some compassion for my life experiences growing up that I thought I had dealt with already, like in therapy, but really on a deep core cellular level and entrenched in my brain, I hadn't really really released it I had intellectually worked through it but I hadn't emotionally or energetically worked through it and so he just and and he had me make small changes to the way I was eating um, and it was small and slow changes not the like diet all at once change mentality mm -hmm. and that worked better for me and my family at the time because um, my son, he's 21 now, but he was um, like five years old when that journey started. So like, you know, changing a kid's household eating like overnight would be really stressful to them. So it was slow. And it'd be, I think it's stressful for lots of people to try to change everything yeah. all at once. So um, that just was like the magic, like formula, like doing the emotional work and slow changes to my food habits and lifestyles. So it wasn't stressful. And I came and I just like kept transforming and the weight just came off. Like I wasn't even trying to lose the weight. I was really trying. I mean, of course I wanted to lose the weight, but I really just wanted to feel better emotionally. Okay. So somebody starting out, what would you recommend? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's hard to go it alone. I really do think that. I think our we're so isolated in so many different ways in our lives in the modern world. So finding somebody who is a good match for you to support you, whether that's a friend, a family member, or a coach or a mentor, you know, or it could be a therapist, like somebody who's a really good match for you to help you and support you and to lovingly help you go the path because it's not easy to make the shifts. So that's sort of one thing. And then the other piece is like finding something small you can change in a concrete 
concrete way around um, your lifestyle. So whether that's like you want to maybe get um, sugar out of your life. I'm just making this up. I don't know, you know, like something sugar out of your life. So instead of being like, I'm getting rid of everything that has sugar in the, you know, in the whole house and I'm not going to eat it out and da, da, da. It could be as simple as, okay, I'm going to start with adding more fruit into my diet. So I'm getting more natural sugar or eating more sweet potatoes or more carrots because those are naturally sweet and slowly decrease my other sugar, you know, my white sugar I'm eating. So, you know, like making slow, like one of my clients right now, and she, this is what she's working on. She wants to get white sugar out of her eating, um, but she doesn't want to give up all, all treats. And so we worked together that works for her. And we found some, I, I gave her a bunch of recipes that use maple syrup and honey. I gave her names of something, um, companies that she can buy stuff in the health food stores that use maple syrup or honey, you know, and so she's trying that as a way to switch it out. Um, you know, so there's all different ways. So there's sort of like focusing on the food aspect. So that's like one where you're like removing things and trading it out, right? Okay. Like removing the white but there's also the whole like adding in, what are you adding in that's going to feel good to you to eat and that you're going to enjoy? Like maybe you, maybe you enjoy certain types of vegetables. I know not everybody likes vegetables, but sometimes it has to do with they're not really cooked in a delicious way. So maybe you need to learn, you know, if you're the cook in house or whatever, to learn how to cook it in a way that you actually really enjoy it. But at what vegetables can you add in? Most of us, even people who are vegan or vegetarian often don't actually eat enough vegetables. <laughs> so you could up your vegetables. Um, so those are sort of food oriented, but to me, that's like 20% of the work. The okay. Eight the 80 percent is the emotional piece hi dios mio <laughs> oh my god in I, yeah. I knew exactly i understood <laughs> I, I understood exactly what you said <laughs> that's why it's called emotional eating <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you can call it stress eating overeating mindless eating binging nighttime snacking but it's all really has to do with that there's something on an emotional level that we're not taking care of ourselves around okay so it's figuring out that what is that is it you is is it like there's some boundaries that you're not respecting around yourself you know with other people and so you're a lot of times I'm people who emotion eat are often people pleasers and put other people's needs in front of themselves. So it could be that it could be there's trauma or major incidents that happened in your past, you know, like my parents got divorced when I was five. I don't remember either of my parents before the divorce, but I can describe to you in detail the house I lived in. You know, so there's like something for me from zero to five that was really stressful. Uh, you know, it could just be that my parents were fighting all the time. I don't know. I blocked it out, you know. So like, and I, even though there's other chunks of my childhood that I don't remember, I still was able to work through enough with a mentor, with a coach who lovingly helped me without having to dive into the 
trauma, actually, like on a way that won't work for me. Like my brain wasn't going to pull anything out. It wasn't going to pull out. So a lot of times there's just a way to lovingly work with your past experiences. And the past experiences could be six days ago, <laughs> or it could be, you know, six or 60 years ago. So yeah. yeah, like my, one of my clients, she was 82 when she came to me. I just bless her heart that wow. she's like, at 82. Like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in yeah. to like do the work and grow. She's like, I still have things to do. So <laughs> I know. love that. I know, me too. So, you know, she was like, I'm in because I know there's this part around the emotions and I want to work on it. And so we did, we like, we did healing and this is the work I do. Like we did healing where we, it, it's a combination of three things. You honor things from the past. So you pick, we pick something specific. We work on honoring it. We work on, um, releasing it and repatterning re the brain so the brain isn't stuck like like the brain can very easily get stuck in patterns like I bet there's some places you can just drive and you basically don't even have to like think to drive you know the mm -hmm. brain just yeah right like so the brain just gets so patterned in that way and so that's what happens also in connection to our experiences from the past that we haven't really on an energetic level released and then allowed our brain to take in new thoughts around it gets stuck in those old things and that's where it shows up as negative self-talk negative shaming um beating ourselves up telling ourselves we're stupid and i know all this because i used to do it like non-stop i still do it i'm some i'm working on keep working on releasing it but it was like I said it used to consume me all the time so those two things combine like the food choices and lifestyle habits whether it's around food or exercise and I like to say doing that from a compassionate choice place as opposed to like a have to like do or die sort of all or nothing mentality like the diet world like make it from a compassionate choice place. And then the other piece is that emotional Dios, Dios, whatever you, Dios mio. <laughs> I, I Dios mio. <laughs> but, doing, but doing it with, you know, with knowing on the other side, it's going to allow you to actually find yourself again, feel good about yourself and be ready to. And from there, it then becomes easier to, the relationship with food can shift much easier because you're not soothing yourself with the food anymore. You have other ways. Yeah, I'm trying to make the small little changes because I have a, a trauma mentor and she has worked with my toxic relationship. Well, not toxic anymore, maybe. Anyways, and uh, trauma from biological father and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have fought her more on the food than I have with any other subject in my life, okay? <laughs> and this retreat that I went uh, in January, um, 
we were eating a lot of vegetables because uh, she's a vegetarian, uh, vegan. So mm -hmm. she was, all, you know, giving us vegan food and vegetables and fruits. And I was like, I have never eaten so much fruits and vegetables <laughs> in my life. And my body feels so amazing. But I mm -hmm. did make the connection of why um, eating all the time. Because with her, like I had the cravings and stuff when I was getting stressed, especially after trauma work, you're yes. like, give me an ice cream. Give yes. me a huge bar of yes. chocolate. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. Like That's all I want to do. But since we didn't have those cho choices, I had to go inward mm -hmm. of why do I want that piece of chocolate? Why do I want to eat a quart of ice cream right now? And it was just feeling the emotions and stuff. So I'm trying. I'm doing baby steps here and there so I just love your mission and that's how I was like oh my gosh I have to have you on my podcast <laughs> thanks yeah well I think that's beautiful I'm so glad you found a mentor that is a good fit for you and that you're like you said you're making the small steps I'm glad to hear that you're making baby steps instead of being like yeah and I'm making huge leaps I jumped off the mountain oh yeah no. <laughs> I came back and I was eating some candy <laughs> <laughs> but just uh I wanted to do a lifestyle change mm -hmm. I don't want to focus on like especially because my best friends are sugar and carbs yeah you you can't just take my besties away they have been th with me through everything so it's like the little things like maybe if I'm eating a burger I will eat it with a wrap you, mm -hmm. you know with lettuce, lettuce. instead of Mm -hmm. whatever so I'm just saying little changes here and there trying to like add more uh fruits and vegetables but um what do you do you offer like a one-on-one -on -one coaching or do you have like a program where people can do it um you know by themselves yeah, yeah. I primarily do one-on-one -on -one and then a few times a year I offer group coaching so okay. there's so there's both options yeah so and it just depends Sometimes the group program's not a fit because everybody's in different places and we're, you know, like we're doing this emotional work. Community can be fabulous, but sometimes it's not the right pace. So sometimes one-on-one -on, -one on. So I just have a conversation to figure out um, if I'm offering the group program, see if it's a fit or not, because I want to make sure it's a fit. So for everybody. So, yeah. And, you know, and you know, and I also want to make sure people understand, like, yeah, there's a piece of about the food, but it's the big piece is not like, it's really about, like you said, turning in and having the support and the resources. And, and I want my clients, like I make sure by the time we're, we're done and that that length of time varies anywhere from three months to usually about a year. Um, sometimes it can be a little longer, just depends, but usually in that range, three months to a year, where they have the skills that they can, when they're not with me, or in between sessions that they can turn into themselves and do what they need to do to support themselves. And also, I use a special technique called chakra empowerment tapping, which I which when I said it uses, I didn't fully yeah, it uses visualization, um, releasing the things from the past and then repatterning the brain you know I want them to be able to do that themselves and and also be able to 
you know, make good food choices and, and, and if they're in a struggle around it, what can they do to support themselves in the minute and have lots of different tools around that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a great program. Uh, Where can they find you? So the best place to find me is I have a free Facebook group. It's called End Emotional Eating Sisterhood. So that's the best place where um, you can connect with me and then you'll be in the community of women and I'm giving a lot of valuable support and content in there. And then um, you can also find me both on, if you want to message me directly, you can do that on Instagram and Facebook. And it's my name, Paula Yoles, which you can always look on the notes in the podcast. Oh yeah, notes. we're going to have yeah. everything. Yeah, because my last, my last, my last name is a little tricky. It's Y-O-L-L-E-S. And so people usually can't remember how to spell it. So I think you might be able to re- relate that with your last name. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if to pronounce it in Spanish or English because they're different. In I know. Spanish, it will be like Joles. Yeah, or Joles. I get Joles. And then yeah. uh, Joles. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get. I get. <laughs> I was pa- just Paula. Yeah. Pa- Paola Joles or Paula Yoles. Yeah. Oh, I so love, I love the way you said it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just because it was my journey and I know you can get to the other side. That's my passion. I love it. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, Is there anything else that you would like for my listeners to know about you? Um, I, you know, I made my transformation while I was a mom to young one and teaching elementary school full time which is not, you know, which is more than full-time job elementary school teaching. So it's possible. Um, There's no um, correct speed to do it at. Everybody's pace is their own pace. And it's really about finding a mentor that works best for you, like I said earlier. And my motto is you deserve to eat healthy and you deserve to think healthy. Oh, I love that to think healthy. Oh my gosh. Yes. I need that one. (laughs) I need to put that one in in my mirror. (laughs) Thank you so much for your wisdom and your mission and helping people out there because it's truly needed as we're not taught about food or our emotions, you know, in most families. So your mission is really needed. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. And thanks for having me on your first car podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was interesting for sure. I was trying like, oh my gosh, my coworkers are going to see me or whatever because I'm in the parking lot at work. (laughs) But the male lady is on a mission. You know, I say male lady during the day. I'm podcaster at night. But uh, then I volunteered to work my day off. And I was like, nah, I still have to do the interview. So I'm, I'm glad that you can work with me. <laughs> and <laughs> the internet was fine. The hotspot worked great. So, <laughs> but alrighty, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Uh, you know, you can find my podcast on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, and now you can see my uh, interviews and solo episodes on YouTube. So hit that like and subscribe, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much, Paula. I hope you have a Thank great you. day. Thank you, Francie. <laughs>
All righty. Have a blessed day.